We have been tremendously blessed by our children. Amen. They really, and and I'll tell you, you know, you you sit there as a pastor, and every now and then you'll you have one of them to give you a a nice picture that they have collared or what have you, or just have a brief description of something that was on it. Sometimes you get a sucker. It ain't too bad until they're wet. Then other times you get other things that are just completely undescribable. And I was sitting there, and sometimes it makes you wonder, you know, just what these children think about you. One of the little fellers just now gave me a present that will last and help me provide for later on. You might be sitting there wondering, well, what in the world's that? Well, to be honest with you, I believe it was a big chunk of dried cow. And uh, it's laying up here in my chair, and I've never had a gift like that. <laughs> but it's something that will... I'll put in my heel taters one day, baby. <laughs> but I'll tell you, I just, uh, you know, sometimes you just, you have to be stunned. <laughs> you know, you just think about what in the world. <laughs> but at any rate, it is good to be in the Lord's house today. We, we are very thankful. We have the good number that we do have. We do have a lot of sickness. I want you to pray for those that are not able to be with us. Pray God will be gracious unto them and give them the health that they stand in need of. But today also, we, we want you to be much in prayer for this service. This, this is a, a special service. You know, last week was the first Sunday, and I wanted to make sure that I brought forth a gospel message last week. And, uh, you know, that's something that I try to do without fail every week. But today, I just wanted to bring a message that I pray will be an encouragement to this church for this new year. I would like you to turn your Bibles, if you would, to the book of Ephesians in chapter 3. Ephesians in chapter 3, and while you're turning there, we do want to welcome our radio audience. This is Brother John Lybrook, pastor of the Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church at Old Town. That's just inside of Graham County, out of Carter County. You can get to us by taking Route 1 or Route 7. We have a sign on either end of Laurel Road, giving you directions to the meeting house known as Emmanuel. We're thankful that you've taken time today to tune in to WGOH to hear a portion of God's Word. You know, as we, uh, as we look at this scripture today for the church, for the redeemed of the Lord, for this body here, Brother Jeremy brought a, a, a really a great lesson this morning, and it just goes right along with what we're about to bring into the, into the sanctuary in the teachings right now. And I'm thankful for that because it gives us what we need uh, to be blessed throughout this new year. The one thing that I want us to really understand and I want us to really grab a hold of is what's found at the end of chapter 3. I'm going to begin reading at verse 14. We'll read down through verse 21 of Ephesians chapter 3. The Bible says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father, of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, 
Now, again, we're, you want to you be blessed this year. You want to find the blessings of God in your life. Number one, you need to be saved by the grace of God. You want to you know the Lord is your Savior. The Bible goes on to verse 18, and it states this. Well, let's read verse 17 again. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you, or ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church of Christ Jesus, or by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. I want to bring a message today. Unto Him be glory. Unto Him be glory. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, Lord, as we bow in Your presence today, we do so with thankful hearts. We're not only thankful, dear God, but we're humbled at Thy goodness toward us. Lord, as Saved sinners, saved by the grace of God. I'm thankful today that you are a forgiving God, a loving God. A God who corrects, but yet a God who continues to love His children. And Father, today as we come to this house of worship, we do so, Father, knowing that you're in this place. According to thy word, dear God, we lean upon it, realizing that where two or three are gathered in your name, you're going to be there with us. You're here today to receive glory from thy subjects. From sinners saved by grace. And Lord, I pray today that you will open the eyes of each and every member that's part of this body. Every saved individual that hears this word. And dear God, I pray that we'll have a drive. Not, as Brother Jeremy said, to be satisfied, but yet a drive to continue on. Father, I know that there's way too many that are just satisfied with where they're at in life. But Lord, I pray, as Brother Jeremy brought it out this morning, that you would lay upon our hearts a drive to do even greater and better things. To bring more glory to your name. And Lord, even as mere sinful human beings, I pray that you receive everything that's done in this house as praise, worship, and glory. Bless us today, Father. Open the minds of thy children. And Father, if there be those here that do not know thee as Savior, dear God, I'm praying today that you would save them by your marvelous grace. May this be the day, Heavenly Father, that lives are changed. That destinations are, ch are changed. Well, Father, today I pray, bless us. Give us power, give us demonstration of the Holy Spirit. Lord, may your name be lifted up in this house. May thy children rise up and call thee blessed, O God. 
Forgive us our sin in Christ's name. And amen. Unto Him be glory. Now, this is the reason why we're in the house of God today. We're here today to worship in spirit and truth. And we're here today to bring glory to the Heavenly Father that has saved us by His grace. Even as we partake of this life in which we now live, every part of our life ought to be, be bringing glory to God. But one thing that I want us to realize is that this is a special place and you are a special group. The Bible states that we are to bring glory to God in the church. That's not necessarily speaking about the building, but it's in the, in the people that make up the body of Christ. Emmanuel, to our visiting friends and our radio audience, our text reading today details who is to receive praise, honor, and glory. Not only do we see who is to be glorified, but just what is exactly to take place within the body of Christ, the church. Far too many today in, modern, in, in today's modern uh, church have forgotten who is to be praised in the church. It's not the preacher. Although it's a sad state of affairs in which we see this country going in, but too many pulpits today are filled up with men who are seeking their own glory, who are seeking their own honor, who are seeking their own praise. Too many churches today have pastors that will not give God the glory that is due His name, and yet they try to rob God. One day they're going to answer for it. As I said, it's not the preacher, although many there be who would not think twice of seeking their own glory. This is not my church. This is the Lord's church. You know, I often, I, you know, oftentimes you hear people, and maybe they don't really mean it the way they say it, but it, you know, they're going to they go to John Lybrook's church. This is not my church. This is the Lord's church. So many today are are tied up in their own uh, in their own sense of recognition. They want to be known in a special way. They want to be talked to in a special way. But listen, I believe that men are seeking the wrong glory. They're seeking their own glory and not the glory of God. Now, I want to also say this. It's not the elders within the church where the glory is due. It's not the deacons. It's not the teachers. It's, it's not anybody in this church should be receiving the glory that is justly due to God. Now, I understand what the Bible says. The Bible does speak about the fact to, to honor those where honor is due. And that's fine. But don't praise man. Don't give man God's glory. It, listen, all the glory in this house today needs to be given solely and wholly to the Heavenly Father. And I believe today that this is the church that's going to be blessed far beyond what we can ever even comprehend. A church that's truly and duly given God glory is a church that's going to be blessed beyond measure. 
Today, I do want to again bring this message at this timely time in in our lives. The first, this is the second uh, a Sunday of our of this new year, and I want us to not, I want us today to be setting our sights for the glory of God. I want us today to be setting our agenda. I want us today to be looking toward the end of the year, looking back, thinking how God has been good to us and how we need to glorify His name. But first of all today, you ask, well, how do we bring God the proper glory that's due His name? Now, listen. There, I mean, every situation in life, God's going to get glory out of. You know, a lot of people don't realize that, but even the Bible speaks about the fact that Pharaoh, Pharaoh himself existed for the glory of God. Even though Pharaoh went against the people of God, even though Pharaoh done everything in his power to destroy the people of God, God got the glory out of his life. But I'm talking today about glory that's going to be good for us. Those that are saved by the grace of God. But I want you to realize the first thing that has to take place in an individual's life for them to properly give God the glory is to number one, be saved by the grace of God. We do so in the church. The Bible says again in, in, in chapter 3 of the book of Ephesians, verse 20 and 21. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in, in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages. World without end. Amen. Listen, that's stating that that's to us today. That's to you that have gathered in this house today. And you may be saying, well, I didn't really come for any specific reason. Let me say something to you. I don't believe in chance. I believe in God placing people where they're at for a reason. It may be that you're here today. You're going you're gonna to give God glory in your life one way or the other. Now listen, understand that. I would much rather give God the glory in the life of being saved by the grace of God than to give Him glory in casting me into a lake of fire forever and ever and ever and for all eternity. I would much rather be saved by the grace of God than to give my life to hell. Now I want you to think about that. The seriousness of the, the hour. How is one to become or fulfill the phrase in the church? Well, the Bible states it very well that in, in this scripture here that we can be filled with all the fullness of God only if we're truly saved by the grace of God. That's the only way you can truly bring full glory to God. One must first be saved by God's grace. In order for one to bring glory to God in the church... They must be part of that church. And the only way to be part of that church, one must know and receive the salvation of the Lord. You know, I go back to John chapter 1. In John chapter 1 verse 11 and 12, the Bible gives us a statement that I want you to get a hold of. The Bible says, He came unto His own, but His own received Him not. But as many as received Him, 
You know what it is to receive? It is to simply take what's given to you. It's to simply uh, uh, like hold your hand out in faith to something that has been given. And that's what Jesus Christ does in our lives. He says, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. In Acts chapter 13, if you'll back up just a little bit here, and notice what it says here in Acts chapter 13. Now again, we're dealing with bringing God the glory. How is an individual to bring God the glory? Number one, they've got to be saved by the grace of God. How are you to be saved by the grace of God? Listen, the Bible says you're to believe the Holy Scriptures. I mean, that's what Paul and Silas uh, uh, told the Philippian jailer, was it? In, in Acts chapter 16 there, the Bible stated that, that Paul and Silas, when asked, what shall I do to be saved? They said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. In Acts 13, 44, notice what it says here. In verse 44 of the book of Acts in chapter 13. And the next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together to do what? To hear the word of God. Listen, I want you to know something. You're never going to be saved by the grace of God unless you first hear the word of God. Until you've truly heard the glorious gospel. And that's the reason why the Apostle Paul stated in Romans 1.16 that he wasn't ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it was the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Verse 45 says, But when Jesus, I mean, but when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy and spake against those things which were spoken by Paul, contradicting and blaspheming. Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said it was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you. But seeing you put it from you and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, though we turn to the Gentiles, praise God today that he turned to you and I. You and I that are of the Gentile race, we that are that are that were steeped in suffering and sin. Listen, the Bible says that God came unto us. He did so by the word of God. Again, the Bible says this. Verse 47: For so hath the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light of the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be for salvation unto the ends of the earth. And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and did what? They glorified, they glorified the word of the Lord. And as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. Now I want you to stop right here and think about this for just a moment. The word of God is the word that brings salvation to the light. And the Bible says when they heard the word... They glorified the Lord when you hear the word. When you become saved by the grace of God. When there's been a difference made in your life. You know, I've often heard men say, well, I'm just awaiting. I'm just awaiting. Listen, you're hearing the word of God today. Don't wait any longer. 
Today's a day of salvation. You're not promised tomorrow. Today's accepted time. Now is the Word of God being brought forth. Listen, what better way today to start this new year off than to be saved by the grace of God after hearing the Word of God. In Acts chapter 2, we'll back up just a little bit more. And notice what it says here in Acts chapter 2. And now, now here I want you to think about what's being said. In Acts chapter 2, verse 32 down through verse 47. Or at least we'll start at verse uh, uh, 32 here. 37. Notice what it says here. Then this Jesus hath God raised up, whereof we are all witnesses. Therefore, being by the right hand of God, exalted. You know what that means? To be lifted up in glory. You know, that's what we do when we come to the house of God. When we hear the Word of God. When we allow the Word of God to move our hearts. When we allow the Word of God to be believed in our minds. Listen, there is, a, there is the opportunity for us to bring God glory and to exalt His holy name. Exalt His holy name. You know, as you go on down through verse 36, you know, what, what is being done here is the gospel is being given. How that Jesus died on the cross of Calvary. How that He shed His precious blood. How that He was buried and rose again the third day for our salvation. The Bible says that brings God glory when we believe that. You bring God glory. Unto Him be glory. In the church. One must first be saved by God's grace. Listen. Men, women, boys and girls have asked this vital question many times before. How can I be saved? How do I know that I'm saved? How can I know that I have eternal life? Trust the Lord. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. For with the heart... The Bible says men believeth unto salvation. Folks, I want you to know something. It is vitally important today. If you want to bring God glory, the proper glory do His name, you need to trust Him as Savior. Amen. You need to come to Him savingly. You need to know Him as your Savior. You need to trust Him as your Savior. Listen, that's bringing God glory in the church. You say again, you know, and I, again, I've, I've been asked this question many times. Well, how can I be saved? How do I know that I'm saved? Go to Romans in chapter 10 with me for just a moment. Romans in chapter 10 lays it out for you just as, just as beautiful as it can be. Romans chapter 10. If you're here, maybe you don't, maybe you're not having, carrying your Bible with you. Maybe you can't uh, uh, understand what the Bible, listen to what it says here. Romans chapter 10 and verse 8. The Bible says, but what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Right now, you know, you may be sitting here, you may be thinking, well, how come I'm not saved? Listen, why don't you trust the Lord? Why don't you just believe the Scriptures, believe what Jesus Christ states here, and, and, and believe what the Apostle Paul is writing about? The Word of faith, the Gospel truth, that's the power of God unto salvation. 
That's what brings God glory. When people submit to the glory of God. When people submit to the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. And believe that he died on the cross of Calvary. And shed his precious blood. Was buried and rose again. That they might have life and have it more abundantly. That's what John 10.10 says. That's the reason why Jesus came to save souls. That we might have life and have it more abundantly. You know what it is to have abundant life? Listen, I want you to know something. You, you, often hear, you often hear this tale about cats having nine lives. Listen, I want you to know if you're saved by the grace of God, your life shall never end. It'll always be a, a blessing and a joy to know that you're saved by the grace of God. Now think about this. You say, well, how can I be saved? How can I truly do what you're saying here? Verse 9 of Romans 10 says this, That if thou shalt confess thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. There's nothing else added there. There's nothing else has to be done. The Bible says you believe on the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Believe that He came and died for you on the cross of Calvary. Thou shalt be saved. Believe that He died to pay your sin death. Thou shalt be saved. That's what the Bible says. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And that's not talking about this old ticker here. It's talking about the inner soul of us. The inner belief of us. The ability to, to trust something in somebody. You're trusting Jesus. That's what it is. You're trusting Jesus. The Bible says again, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. You know, it's a true sign of real salvation when somebody jumps up and says, I'm saved by the grace of God. When they confess it before men. It's a true sign that something really good's happened there. Think about it. For there's no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon Him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe on Him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But here's a sad thing. And I find it to be a sad thing every time I walk out of this house and people have never been saved by the grace of God. Verse 16 states that they have not all believed our report. For Isaiah said, Lord, who have believed our report? They've all not come to Jesus. So verse 17 says this. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You see, you're never going to receive faith until you first of all hear the word of God. The glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. That's how one 
brings glory to God. Number one, it's in salvation. Have you trusted the Lord today? Have you considered your own soul's eternity? Have you considered what Jesus Christ done on the cross of Calvary? Have you considered how He gave His life up for you? Have you considered how that He was buried and rose again for you that you might be saved? Consider that today. Now secondly, I want you to think about this. We bring glory to God in the church by the hearing of His Word. You know, in Psalm 119, there's quite a bit of reading concerning the testimonies of God. The Word of God. As a matter of fact, in Psalm 119.11, the Bible says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee or against God. You know what? When that word is being heard in the house of God, when that word is being, being heard as you sit in your home and read the word of God, when you come together and, and you receive the word as, <clears throat> as it's being brought forth by your teachers and your pastor, you're bringing God glory. Every time that you sit and you, and, you, and you allow the Word of God to move your mind and to cause you to believe what it says, you're bringing God glory. The Word of God, this old book right here, I'm telling you, is precious. It's the most precious book that will ever be in your life. Down here, that is. I believe that one of the most precious books in heaven will be the book of life. Will be the Lamb's book of life. The life where the, the book where our names are written there. I believe it's going to be a most spectacular moment when we look upon the Lamb's book of life and there we see our name. You know, I've often said, you know, people say all the time, well, I don't like my name. Listen, if you're saved by the grace of God, you've got a beautiful name because it's written in heaven. It's already written down. And listen, you couldn't have been called anything else. Thank God for a name that's written down. But I'll tell you this. I thank God for the testimonies that we have from Genesis to Revelation. I thank God that we have the testimony from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22. I thank God that we have the Word of God. We bring Him glory when we sit down and allow God to speak to us. You say, well, God never speaks to me. Well, pick up His Word. He'll speak to you. You prayerfully take His Word and, and you open it up and you ask God to reveal His Word to you today. Listen, He will reveal unto you what He wants you to know and you will bring glory to His name by doing so. John chapter 8 and verse 47, the Bible says, He that is of God heareth God's words. Think about it. You know, as a preacher, and I've said this many times before, you know, as you're pouring your heart out in your preaching, you wonder, you know, it's often been said, you know, people only... Get about 10% of what's being said behind the pulpit. You know, that's sad if that's true. You're never going to grow like that. You're never going to, if you're only getting 10% of a meal, listen, 
You're going to, it's not going to be very long. People are going to notice something is strange about you. You're going to begin to fall away. You're going to begin to drift away. You're going to begin to become anemic. You're going to begin to be, get, be getting sick because you don't eat properly. I'm not saying that every time somebody gets sick, they're not eating properly. Listen, look at me. I want you to know I eat properly, maybe too properly. There are times when I get sick, I, I eat too properly sometimes. But listen, know this, that when you're not feeding upon the Word of God like you ought to be, you're going to, be, you're going to begin, become very, very, very weak. Listen, you need to feed on the Word of God. When you're in the house of God, you ought to allow the Word of God to move your ears, to move your heart, to move your mind, to change the way you are. In Psalm 37, if you'll go back here for just a moment, notice what it says in Psalm 37. Now I want you to consider this with me. Are you guilty of are you guilty of taking what you like and throwing the rest out? Listen, you know, when I was growing up. Whatever mom put on the table, listen, you had to eat it. I don't care how you had to fix it, but you had to eat it. I remember a time, now I love green beans today. I mean, I love my green beans. There was a time in my early childhood that I couldn't stand them. But I would, I would take and I'd put ketchup all over them. Just anything to make it taste a little different. You know, today as we look at God's Word, when we're feeding upon God's Word, listen, we need to take all of it, amen? Not just the good parts. Not just the pleasant parts. But we need to take all the Word of God. You know what's going to happen when you take all the Word of God and lean and learn on it? Listen, God's going to receive glory through your life. When you come to the house of God, listen, sit there and take the word of God and, and listen to what's being spoken and feed upon it and, and, and learn of it and, and God will use it to the blessing of you as an individual and glory to His name. In Psalm 37, I'll get over here in just a minute. In Psalm 37, I want you to look at verse 28 to begin with. The Bible says, The Lord loveth judgment and forsaketh not his saints. They are preserved forever, but the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. The mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom, and his tongue talketh of judgment. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. Brother Jeremy was, was stating that in a way this morning. Listen, when we're doing what God wants us to do, God's going to bless you. The world outside, as Brother John spoke this morning, may be, may be, may be pushing hard on you, may be pushing back on, on what, you, what you believe. But listen, if you're doing what God wants you to do, if you're listening to God's Word, listen, God's going to bless you. God is going to bless you. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 24. 
The Bible states this. Therefore, whoso heareth these sayings of mine and doth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. You know, it's a wise man that listens and understands how to raise a family. Amen. It's a wise man who understands that by the sweat of his brow, he shall take up his family and feed them appropriately. It's a wise man that does that. Sad, it's sad though, but there's a lot of people in this world today ain't very wise. Listen, they don't care if their family starves to death or not. Listen, I want you to know something. The, Bible's got a, the Bible teaches us everything we need to know about our lives. And it teaches us how to, re, how to receive everything that God has for us, all of His blessings. And you know what? It's a wise man that does that, and that brings glory to God. God's Word teaches us when we sin. God's Word teaches us how to plead that forgiveness that our blessings may be restored, that our fellowship may be restored. That's what we're looking for in this new year. I want to see this church blessed beyond measure. I don't want you to be happy with status quo. I don't want you to be happy with just getting by or getting along. You know what? I don't want you to be happy with the size of this building. Amen. You know where I'm going? Hey, Brother Jeremy said it. Listen, I would, I would be thrilled to death to see every family in this, in this whole community coming to the house of God at Emmanuel. You know what would have to happen? We'd have to build a new building. We'd have to purchase some land and, and make this whole place here a parking lot and build a new building and, and fill it up with the people of God and bring glory to God. Listen, there's nothing wrong with think, think, thinking like that. I'm sure I'll get it out in a minute. What happened in the early church? Listen, thousands of people were added to the church. You know why? Because they were doing what God said. They were feeding upon the Word of God daily. And the Bible says, And, and the Lord added, Such as should be saved. You know why? Because there was work going on in the house. I go back to Nehemiah, and I love Nehemiah. I love studying Nehemiah. Because Nehemiah, even though the world outside offered him everything, you know, they offered him all kinds of luxuries. Listen, he said, no, I've got a work to do. I've got to stay, I've got to stay the course. I've got to stick to it. Folks, I want you to know something today. We're going to stick to the course, amen? In this new year coming up, we're not going to vary off. We're not going to go after what the world says. This is the way you ought to worship. No, God's Word tells me how to worship. God's Word tells me how to, how to have a, hold a church service and how, how that we are to come to the house of God and we're to hear the Word of God. Listen, I'm not going to stop preaching the Word of God. My goodness. So many today want to, they want to, they want to hear these self-help gurus. You know, I don't know what you might want to call them, but this one thing I know, I know what this book's here, I know what this book will say. And I know how this book blesses. I'm not going to use other people to get all my riches. You know what, that's what some of these old preachers do, isn't it? Some of these preachers will, will take uh, the, the widow's last mite if it's going to pad their coffers. Folks, I want you to know something today. 
I'm not going to come off the Word of God. I'm not going to compromise on its truths either. And neither should you. Whatever the world does, let them do. As for this house, as for God's people, we are going to serve the Lord with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our mind. We go back to Joshua. Listen, Joshua Joshua told, uh, told his family, listen, this is what we're going to do. We're going to serve the Lord. As for me and my house, he said. Folks, I want you to know something today. The Word of God is, is rich. The Word of God will give you everything that you need. You know what's going to happen when you take the Word of God the way it's supposed to be given? God's name's going to be glorified. You know why? Because you're going to be blessed. That's the truth, folks. You know, the last thing I want to bring, bring out here today, I'll move because I ain't, I ain't used those points. I'll maybe find another set here. Thirdly, how do we bring glory to God in the church? Again, look at verse 30, 21 of Ephesians 3. The Bible says, Unto Him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. And that amen there a lot of times is never read, but listen, it's important. You know what that is? That's the stopping point. That's the drawing of the line. Amen means that's where we're going to stop at. And what I'm saying is, listen, Number one, you've got to be saved by the grace of God if you're going to bring glory to His name. You've got to hear the Word of God and, and let the Word of God move you if you're going to bring glory to His name. And now lastly, listen and get a hold of this. The last thing that I want you to know is going to bring God glory is the assembling of the saints together. We must not only be in the church but we must participate in the church. We must do like Nehemiah done when he came to the people. Nehemiah stated that all the people had a mind to work. Had a mind to work together. Everyone has a job to do. Listen, not all of us can be pastors in this church. There can only be one pastor in the church. Not all of us can be deacons in the church. Not all of us can be teachers in the church. Not all of us can be, can be a, a, a piano players in the church. Not all of us can play the organ in the church. Not all of us can keep the, the lawns up at the church. Not all of us can... Can, can do the things that need to be done. But listen, when we work together and everybody does their part, God's going to be glorified. God's name is going to be lifted up. In Nehemiah's day, the people, the people had a mind to work. And every one of them had a, had a tool in one hand and a weapon in another. You know what, folks? Right here's our weapon. And each and every one of us have talents. That's our tools. Everybody has something that we can do. 
And everybody is just as important as anybody else in this house. And I've said that my whole ministry. No one is greater than anybody. We're all in this together. Amen. You know what we're here to do? To bring God glory. We do so when we come to the house of God. You know, today I think there's probably 25, 30 people out. Everybody that's sick, unable to be with us. We still have a good number out, but I want you to know something. Every time these doors are open and you're not providentially hindered, you're not sick and on beds of affliction, you need to be in the house of God. You say, well, I can't always do that. Listen, they've always done it. All down through the church age. People have always assembled. Do you know what happens? When people assemble and hear the word of God, listen, the Bible said good things come. Salvation comes. You say, well, I thought salvation was of the Lord. The Lord has a work in salvation. Listen to understand that. He has, a, he has a design. You know what church is blessed? The church that's going. The church that's seeking souls to be saved by the grace of God. The church that's t- telling the gospel of the glorious of Jesus Christ. Listen, those are the churches that are being blessed today. I don't buy this. You know, well, we only have three people here. It's what God wants, though. No, God says He wants His house to be filled. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says, come to the house of God. Don't, listen, don't get, don't get distracted by, by, by the outside. You're not to worry about anybody. You're not to worry about Salem. You're not to worry about faith, Salem, or anybody else. Right here is where you're to worry about. Your, your loyalty to the house of God is important. Your honor in this house is important. That's how we're going to bring glory to God this year. Just like it's always been. I hope she never ceases to do what she's done for 103 years this year. We must not only be in the church, but we must participate in the church services. We come to this house of worship as a church. We come to sing. If you don't sing to God, listen, there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with your heart. You say, well, I don't sing good. Well, that don't matter. You sing good to God. If you're doing it for the right reason, you sing good to the Lord. You sound good to the Lord. We are promised in God's Word which we hear that He's in the midst. That's the reason why our singing needs to be songs of praise. Amen? I don't believe in getting the flesh all stirred up with big powerful drum beats and everything else that goes on in so many so-called worship services today. I believe in singing the songs and the old hymns of old. They bring glory to God. They bring glory to God. Listen. You ought to participate in the song service. You can't participate in the song service if you're not singing. And I'll go a little further. You can't participate in the song service if you're not here. Think about it. God's in our midst. You need to participate in the prayer service. You need to participate in the hearing of the service.
Because that's what's going to affect the heart. And that's how God gets glory brought to His name. Matthew chapter 18, verses 19 and 20, the Bible states that, listen, where two or three, especially in verse 20, where two or three are gathered in His name, He says, I'm going to be in the midst. Hey, I still believe it. There's a lot of people in this world, they don't believe that. You say, well, how do you know they don't believe it? Because they don't act like it. God's here. You know what? If uh, You know, Brother Ross said it well the other night. Listen, if you're not here and you call yourself a child of God, a friend of God, what does that say about what you think about your Lord? I mean, if I knew I had a special guest coming to my house and I just flipped it off like it wasn't nothing and I went somewhere else, I wonder what they would think. Folks, we have a special guest in this house right now. Right now, the Lord is in this place. Right now, we are here bringing glory to His name. Listen, right now, as Psalm 139 says, listen, He sees our thoughts afar off and He knows our hearts. He knows why we're here today. Listen, we need to be here for the right reason. Not to be seen, not to even be heard. We're here today to bring glory to the Almighty. Unto Him be glory in the church. Folks, I want you to know something. It is direly important that we come to the house of God. Because here is a place where we are guaranteed that He says, I'm going to be with you. Here's a place where we, where we are guaranteed that He's going to receive glory if it's done in the right way. In that, that little word there in Matthew 18, in the midst, it does mean to be in the middle. It's a little Greek word, meso, and it means to be in the middle of. It means to be in the midst of or among those. I still believe, folks. I still believe regardless of what other preachers may say, I believe that the Lord's in this house. Regardless of what other people may say. All they, I've heard people say, explain it like, well, that ain't what God means. God doesn't mean that. Listen, God means what He says in His Word. He says, I'm going to be in the midst. I believe He's still in the midst. Right in the middle of us. And church, this was not a call for those of the first church only. It's for us here at Emmanuel today. He says, where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm going to be there. Listen, that doesn't say that all the rest of you can stay home. That's, that's stating that He's going to be here. Be here with Him. You want to see your family blessed this year? You want to see your life blessed this year? Listen, enjoy your time in the house of God. Amen. Come and worship. Give Him glory. You cannot fully glorify God without being present at the service of worship. Hebrews 10, 19-25 states that, listen, especially in verse 25 where the Bible states this, listen. Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together as a manner some is. Folks, I want you to know something. The Lord said it's not a good thing not to, to, to miss church. It's not a good thing. Now, I'm not talking about when we're sick. 
when we're working, when we're on beds of affliction. I'm not talking about when we're when we're you know away on vacation or anything like that. I'm talking about when we have the opportunity to be in the house of God, we need to be in the house of God. The word forsaking in Hebrews 10.25 is a Greek word that means to desert. Don't desert the house of God because you'll only find trouble on the outside. Don't desert the glory of God because you'll never find any happiness outside. If you're not present at the worship service, you're not fully bringing glory to His name. Let us do everything that we can this year. As an individual that makes up the whole congregation, let us do everything we can to bring God glory. Let's lift His name up in salvation. Let's lift His name up by hearing the Word of God the way we should. Let's lift His name up by being in the house of God, participating in worship. Today I pray that your name, your name here today has been thought of in heaven. As God looks down upon us, I pray that he has seen a heart full of people, a house full of people with a heart to worship and to bring him glory. Listen, I want to see this church blessed this year. I'm going to see her blessed beyond measure. I'm going to see souls being saved by the grace of God. Oh, my goodness. It's not because I haven't given the gospel, for I truly have given the gospel. It's not because I haven't personally invited that individuals to come to Jesus, because I have. Maybe our dedication needs to change. God blesses a dedicated life. I know that. You want to see your grandchildren saved? Hey, trust, trust in Him today. Make sure you're living the life that they can look up to and that they can see and witness Jesus in your life. You want to see your children brought to the name of Jesus? Listen, make sure you're praying for them. Make sure you're telling them this is the way. Don't lead them out there in the darkness to wander all over the world. Listen, lead them to the light. God will get the glory. Listen today, I pray that this church will be blessed beyond measure. I'm praying for this church. I'm praying that God will bless this church and every family that makes up this body. I'm praying for your sons. I'm praying for your daughters. I'm praying for your grandchildren. I'm praying for your husbands. I'm praying for your wives. I'm praying God will do a miracle. And may it begin in this house this morning. Let's all stand, please.